Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. What's up and welcome inside Bet the Edge for Wednesday. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, holding it down for Sarah Perlman, obviously, as always. Drew Densick in the building. Coming up on the program today, Brittany Urchin is on the ground at the Preakness to let us know which horses are worth monitoring right now at Pimlico. Lawrence Jackson will also stop by to talk NFL futures, including who he likes for Offensive Rookie of the Year and Comeback Player of the Year. I'm quite sure you probably already know who he likes for the most valuable player. A little bit later on in the program today, we'll get into our edges of the day. Drew, my man, what's going on with you? How was your sports betting evening? Well, the game ones went well. Miami came through, no problem. And then last night I had a pretty heavy position on the under. The market just stuffed it in my face. Um, you know, ended up closing like 217 or something crazy like that. Uh, but the under was never really in doubt. Uh, I mean, you know, and basically a lot of uh, kind of the underlying things I thought we would see kind of exactly played out. Luca had a pretty poor game in general. The Mavericks looked like, uh, you know, they're feeling a little bit of a hangover from the game seven win, which is pretty common. Um, and then uh, get up today and I've just been watching golf all morning. It's uh, it's been uh, it's been entertaining, uh, although, you know, the pace of play is brutally slow. Uh, that said, there's been very, very good golf so far. Rory McIlroy just absolutely on fire. Will Zalatoris putting like a god so far uh, and a John Daly sighting on the uh, leaderboard. So wild, uh, wild morning of golf in uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. No doubt. Uh, definitely. We talked about the Golden State Warriors taking game one of their best of seven series. Western Conference Finals versus the Dallas Mavericks. Good to see the Golden State Warriors back in the big games like that. Chase Center definitely rocking last night. Uh, Hurricanes and Rangers. Uh, Hurricane beat the Rangers 2-1 in overtime. Drew, exec on ice said take the over in the under caches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one, man. Uh, the very impressive performance through three and a half periods by Shesterkin for the Rangers, keeping that uh, the Hurricanes at you know off the scoreboard. Um, but the Hurricanes rally late, win two one. I know a lot of folks had some Hurricanes series positions and some uh, you know minus games in that series, uh, as well as a bunch of people that I'm friends with took live positions on the Hurricanes. So everybody was sweating that out in overtime. Um, but I think you have to tip your hat to the Rangers for the defensive effort they brought, especially considering how questionable some of their defense was in the last series. Flames beat the Oilers in game one of their series. Take the one old lead in that one. 68% of the money line handle was on the Flames. 93% of the total handle was on the over. So both of those cash pretty easy for the public. 
Yeah, nine six, uh, a classic. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. that's that's a, a nine six. I don't remember the last time I've seen uh, fifteen goals scored in a hockey game before, um, but that one was pretty exciting. Hat, hat tip to the to the Flames for not uh, conceding after they. I think they had at least one three goal lead early in the game. Uh, they may have had a second three goal lead that they conceded, uh, but at six six, they did not give up. Uh, they f- score the final three to win <laughs> nine to six. It was a wild one and should be a great series. No doubt. Definitely a shootout. But let's get ready to hop into the rest of the program. But before we do that, weekends are much better with MLB Sunday leadoff. Coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Cardinals and Pirates in Pittsburgh on Sunday, May 22nd at 1130 a.m. Eastern time live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, who wouldn't want that? Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by points bet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. Our boys over there on the baseball crew definitely got you covered for that. Let's get to what's going on on Saturday. Got a big race time to talk some Preakness with Brittany Erton. Brittany, what is going on? How are you doing? Guys, I'm keeping myself inside the trailers here at Pimlico because it's going to be about 95, 98 degrees this weekend. So first and foremost, trying to stay cool. And no doubt, definitely see you tucked into that room right there. Um, but let's get ready to talk about the horse races. Two horses who didn't run at the Kentucky Derby but have short odds at the Preakness are early voting and secret oath. What should we know about each of these two horses? Because I'm new to the, the horse thing. Okay, well, let's start with the fact Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winner at 80 to 1, not running in the Preakness, skipping this race to run in the Belmont. So you look at all the other horses, and Epicenter is your favorite. We'll get to that horse, but Secret Oath, let's start with her because she's the Philly, the female taking on the boys. She actually won the Kentucky Oaks. So the day before the Kentucky Derby, incredibly impressive that day. She's actually already faced the boys in her race prior to the Kentucky Oaks. She finished third that day with a tough trip. There have only been six horses in the 146 years of the Preakness that have won the Preakness. So it would be pretty historical for her to win and become the seventh. And she's also racing for her 86-year-old trainer who is looking to tie the record for most Preakness wins. So there's a lot of storylines right there with Secret Oath. In terms of early voting, he's for trainer Chad Brown and owner Seth Klarman, who's a Baltimore native. He actually grew up just a few blocks away from Pimlico. Early voting is fast. Look at him to be kind of on the lead, I would expect, in the early stages of this race. They took the same route to get to the Preakness um, with cloud computing, who they won with in 2017. So they're hoping that they could get uh, have a magic strike again with early voting. You know, Brittany, we hear some of the noise behind you. It must be lunchtime for the horses. <laughs> Literally, they are just over my shoulder. The Stakes Barn is out here, so that's where all oh, of them are wild. hanging out. That's what's kind of cool about Pimlico. It's a lot smaller uh, than Churchill Downs, so you really get to feel the action. And I don't know if they're going to be here, but in years past, the Clydesdales and Dalmatians have been here oh. and gone right past our set, which is cool. Oh, it's a cool scene there. That sounds fun. Um, and you you brought up a lot of the key points that I've heard this week. People looking for taking on the favorite. Uh, Secret Oath drawing a lot of comparisons to Swiss Skydiver, and uh, you know, of course, early voting drawing a ton of comparisons to cloud computing, considering the way mm-hmm. he's been pointed towards this race. Um, but uh, it's tough to really look past the favorite here. 
uh, epicenter, clearly the horse to beat. And, um, you know, it, it was it took kind of a historic ride from Rich Strike to prevent Epicenter from trying to complete the second leg of the Triple Crown this weekend. Um, and I guess, are we getting betting value in any way, shape or form on Epicenter because of that result? And is he the best horse clearly in this field? Well, he's six to five on the morning line, and I would expect him to probably stay around six to five, maybe drop to even money. He's a very deserving favorite. He arguably ran the best race in the Kentucky Derby because he was much closer to a very hot pace uh, than Rich Strike was. Rich Strike obviously came from very far off of it and caught epicenter in the final strides. Tough moment for trainer Steve Asmussen, who has never won the Kentucky Derby. He thought in those final strides that he had done it. This was the horse that got him that first Kentucky Derby win. And then here comes Rich Strike, an amazing story, one of the greatest upsets in sports history. So, yes, he's a deserving favorite. My only concern with the horse is the two-week turnaround. But Secret Oath has a two-week turnaround. A couple of other horses within the field. Creative Minister uh, is coming on a two-week turnaround off of an allowance victory. So, he looks great. I mean, Secret Oath looks unbelievable. So, Asmussen has said that he feels like he did with Curlin, who was third in the Kentucky Derby and won the Preakness. So we're seeing some similarities there, too. So I got to trust the Hall of Famer, right? But I don't think you're going to get a great price, if I'm being honest. Hey, well, the price is very is going to be key. But let me ask you about simplifications. Coming in at 6-1, to one, horse that ran well at the Derby, finishing fourth. Could we see the odds shorten on simplification closer to the race? And um and yeah, so and you said it was going to be hot this weekend. How does that help uh, this horse in particular? Well, I don't think it helps him because he can be a horse that is already quite hot-headed, a little bit fiery. He's gotten better in his career. I think I saw him at the Fountain of Youth, and he lost his mind uh, and still ran well that day. Um, he's gotten better since then, but I don't think in terms of the actual heat. Um, they're doing everything they can to make sure that these horses and riders are comfortable. So the precautions will be in place. So they're all facing the same heat. Um, but if he loses his mind a little bit, you know, it's not going to be in his favor. He ran huge in the Kentucky Derby. He surpassed my expectations, to be honest. I wasn't sure how he would handle the distance. He was very far off the pace and he was helped out or aided by the fact that they went really fast up front. Uh, Antonio Sano, the trainer of Simplification, he said after the race, I think if we would have gotten Rich Strike's trip up the rail inside Saving Ground, we could have won. I don't know. They'd have to run it again to actually see. But I don't think that you will get a shorter price than six to one. Uh, just based off of buzz on the backside, I don't think the price will drop too much. Yeah, that's fair. Um Last year, we handicapped the Preakness. I don't know anyone that thought Ron Bauer realistically had a chance to win, uh, which is a very similar case to this year's Kentucky mm -hmm. Derby, where not only did we do an entire week of content not knowing Rich Strike was going to be in the race, um, but then you know, he goes <laughs> off at a price that, you know, even 80 to one, like was not really a fair price for that horse that, you know, so it's a, it was a, it was a wild long shot Derby. Um, any chance we see the same thing play out in this? It was exciting. I don't know. No doubt it was exciting. But uh, any chance we see a, a similar who uh, wins the who? Preakness? <laughs> um, no, probably not, because now we only have nine horses and there's no also eligible. So there isn't a last minute ad, right? Uh, and we're not, I don't think we're going to get 80 to one on any horse. My live long shot, which a lot of people have been talking about already. So I'm wondering if you're going to get this price would be creative minister. So he's 10 to one on the morning line. The big thing for me is 
This horse was supplemented to the race, meaning they had to pay $150,000 to nominate him for the Triple Crown. He wasn't originally nominated. They didn't pay the $600 fee in January, not thinking he was going to make one of these races. So they coughed up a lot of money. To me, that says they're feeling fairly confident about his chances. He was very impressive last time out in an allowance race. So creative minister for me, though, I think a lot of people are talking about this horse. So we'll be lucky if we get 10 to 1. Interesting. Interesting. I like that look. Um, and I have heard some of that buzz too. So maybe a, an epicenter over creative minister in the old, uh, in the old exacta pool gives you a nice little pay. I like that. Saturday. Yeah. Um, two different running styles. Sure. Yeah. Very cool. No doubt. Well, thanks a lot, Brittany. Definitely appreciate all your insight and help. If you're not already following Brittany on Twitter, she's at Brittany Erton. Make sure you check out all her reports from Pimlico throughout the week. Brittany, great stuff. Thanks a lot. And go check out the horses. Oh, I will. Why don't I just head on over there? Uh, yeah. Guys, thank you so much. It's always a fun time with you. And we'll see you on the big day, Saturday. All right. There you go right there. Saturday is the big day. But do not forget, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play. And you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA playoffs, the Premier League on the PGA Tour, the NASCAR circuit, and now even Battle of the Bets, our signature product over here at NBC Sports as Bet. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-5 3-5-0-0 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. So now let's get ready to talk some football because that time of year is closely approaching and to be here before you know it. So we bring in our guy, NBC Sports, as now a made man, Lawrence Jackson. What's going on with you, sir? What's good, fellas? What's going on, man? And like you say, man, it's that time to start talking football, the sport we all love. Yeah, no doubt about it. Definitely the sport we all love. Lawrence, me and you have been talking already with some of this stuff. So some of these things are going to be things that we disagree with. So we've had these conversations already. We want to bring them out to the mainstream. But let's start off by talking about the Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. You were out there a couple of weeks ago. Great coverage at the NFL Draft out there in Vegas. Um, who are you liking right now, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year Award? What's it looking like in your eyes? Uh, right now, man, I'm liking uh, Traylon Burks and to a little lesser extent, Drake London. The reason why I favor Traylon Burks is because he's going to a better team, team more established. Uh, they're gonna be. He's gonna be on the team that's gonna be competing for a division title. Won't be the case for Atlanta. You know, Tom Brady, that guy. Yeah. So, 
Traylon Burst immediately fills the role that uh, A.J. Brown had uh, when he was with the Titans. Um, A.J. Brown did have success as a rookie as well. Now he shipped off to the Eagles. Traylon Burks, everybody talking about how he retired at that rookie minicamp. Don't worry about that. He's going to be ready to go. You're not worried about Tannehill? See, this is the thing. Tannehill only going to throw so many interceptions. It's all like that don't affect Traylon Burks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Traylon Burks is all he, – he's wide receiver one there. I know they got Robert Woods, but they brought him in in the first round uh, to be that dude. So, yeah, Tannehill going to do what Tannehill do, but you hope that Derrick Henry – uh, in the run game and a combination of him and Burks could uh, kind of shield Ryan Tannehill from all what's coming to him. Interesting. Uh, let me ask you another question about the Titans. So Derrick Henry has been a little bit of a polarizing player. I've heard some experts kind of say hey, he's had so much usage over the last X years that, you know, it's it's probably closer to the end than, you know, than, than people realize for him. And then I've heard other people say this guy's built differently. Like he can handle whatever kind of two, you know, you, you they want to give him uh, 250 touches, he can handle it this year. Um, if he gets that kind of load, and if he is anywhere close to what we saw from him over the first half of last season before his injury, you got to think he's going to be at or near the top of, uh, you know, the stats leaderboards at the end of the season. Does that create any betting value in any market for, uh, you know, for Derrick Henry? Oh uh, yeah, 100. percent Like you said, throughout the first half of last season, he was on his way to you know, challenging his 2,000 yards from the year before, nine over 900 rush yards through eight games. You don't even see that from running backs nowadays with all the passing. And he, it wasn't as if he, it was all about volume. He was averaging 4.3 yards a carry, so it was legit. What people have in their mind is him coming off the injury and him not performing in that playoff game versus a stout Cincinnati run defense. That's what people have on their mind because it's the last time they saw him. But there was obviously in that particular game, there was no pressure put on the defense from the passing game, going back to Ryan Tannehill, three interceptions. So they, they was loading the box up on Derrick Henry, knowing they didn't have to worry about the pass. But if you look at what he did in his most recent season, you could see he still got it. And age 28 ain't age 38. Well, I feel good about it. You know, um, Lawrence, we haven't had we I don't know if this, this is this, but let's just say we're going into the 2022 league year. I don't think we have any anything of you on camera professing your love for Lamar Jackson. So as I set up the MVP question, maybe this is the first time we get to see you share your love for more uh, for Lamar Jackson this year. With that being said, do you think Lamar's the MVP candidate? And here's my main thing with Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson. I like the players in the MVP market that have won the award before. I think it's, it's, you know, I think it's important in that market. With that being said, do you think it's time to start to put him on the center? Yeah, you could, you definitely should, uh, just to give the defense a different look, man. But at the same time, you know, you got to do what's going to get you them W's and, you know, and, and I would be even more on board with what you were saying had they not had so many injuries, this past season, but I wouldn't definitely wouldn't uh be against putting them on the center just to get a defense a different look and just to you know uh mix it up a little bit. No, that's a fair point. And honestly, Greg Roman's offense, like it could use a little bit of spice, it could use a little bit of a different look because it does yeah, feel yeah. like uh you know, it does feel like people at least the defenses around the NFL have adjusted a little bit 
uh, to what was so, so effective in 2019. So I'm you know huge Lamar Jackson fan as well. I really hope that uh, they give him some new wrinkles because, uh, you know, realistically, he's the most dynamic football player in the NFL, period. Sure. And he has the ball in his hands on every single snap. Uh, and that, uh, you know, that makes for uh, a pretty tremendous case for MVP if the ball, if the Baltimore Ravens can realize their potential as a team. Um, that said, uh, it is a very competitive division that they're in. Uh, Bengals are the reigning champions. Bengals got a much tougher schedule, though. Uh, similarly, the AFC overall is just chock full of contenders that we know about, as well as teams that are on the come up with some of the acquisitions they made this offseason. Uh, what are is there an over and an under win total that you can kind of point to in the uh, win total markets that you think has especially good value at this moment? Yeah, I mean, let's stay right in the ASC North and I'll go right back to the team you just met, mentioned, the Bengals at nine and a half. I'm going to go with the under on that. First off, uh, basing it on the division that they in, you know, if Watson play, which it looked like he is going to, that makes it even tougher. Uh, the Bengals won 10 games this year, right? 10 and 7. So some of them losses include like the Jets, you know, or no, I'm sorry, maybe that was the Titans. Anywho, they won 10 games last season, right? Now they're in a tougher division now, right? Outside of that division, they will face the Cowboys, the Bills, the Bucks, the Saints, who are going to be a little better this year, and the Chiefs. So, like, it's not like they got some cupcake schedule outside of the AFC North. So they're going to be up against it. In fact, you, you might not even see that you might not see them in the playoffs with that schedule, to be honest. So I'm going under nine and a half for the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's talk about the AFC. Let's keep it in the AFC because me and you've had conversations about the AFC and who is going to be some of these AFC team to make the playoffs. Um, we disagree vehemently on the Miami Dolphins. And I started their quarterback position. I don't think Tua is the guy. I understand they brought in Tyreek Hill, but can you get the ball to Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one question. But you like the Miami Dolphins to go over their win total. I like the Miami Dolphins to be like underneath the Patriots in the AFC East. Yeah, so the first point is we don't disagree. It's just that you're going to be wrong right here. <laughs> that first thing. Look at this, right? We got the Dolphins at eight and a half. I'm smashing that over like last week. As soon as the schedule come out, I'm hitting that over. They've won more games than that in each of the past two seasons, right? With a worse team and a coach that don't even like Tua, the quarterback that you, Corey, don't like, right? Now, I just talked about the Bengals schedule outside of their division, right? The Dolphins have got in their division, the Patriots, who, eh, that'll be a nice little matchup, but they swept them last year. Corey, don't, you don't like to talk about that, huh? <laughs> they get the Jets in there, right? Then you got outside of division, you got like some so-so games with the Vikings, the Niners, Chargers, and the Ravens, who they beat last season, right? Then they get the Bears, the Texans, and the Lions. So a whole lot of winnable games outside of the division. Then you add in the Jets two times. I love this. I love Tua. He going to get Tyreek the ball. You watch. I don't care if it's a two-yard screen and he take it 70 to the house and it's going to count as a long touchdown. Pass. He's going to be running a lot because I've seen Tua throw. Nobody throws the ball to the flat better than Tua. So I think that's one thing that he's going to have to get a lot of yards after the catch if he plans on having a big season. But you mentioned uh, when you talk about the Dolphins, first-year head coach, that, that you're, that's no concern of yours. 
Well, it, it's always going to be a slight concern with any coach coming in, but you, but the coach that's coming in is the best run game coordinator that's in, that's in the business. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and and make no mistake. I mean, you just saw him sign Sony Michelle. They want to run that football, run that football, set up everything else, right? Um, load up on the running backs, improve the line, which has been the worst in the past two seasons, right? Yet they still have winning records. So they ain't getting no worse. So they can only get better in eight and a half wins. That easy money right there, baby. I look at their schedule. I see seven pretty high, like, you know, high confidence wins for the Dolphins, which means it's going to come down to your Dolphins Patriots head to head to get to nine. Uh, unless they get a couple other surprises, they can certainly this year. <laughs> they can certainly surprise. They can certainly surprise the Packers. They could surprise the Chargers. They could surprise the Niners. That'll be a fun one. See Mike McDaniel go up against his former uh, uh, his former boss and mentor and uh, Shanahan there. So uh, no fun fun way to break down the season. I'm very excited to see what this Dolphins offense looks like in 2022. No doubt about it. Definitely, you can catch Lawrence's work. A lot of the fantasy stuff and catch his work. Uh, on NBC Sports. Ash Lawrence, my man, thanks a lot. Good talking football with you, and I'm quite sure we'll get plenty more chances for me to show you that you're wrong. <laughs> In your dreams. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. Take it easy. No doubt about it. You can find you can follow Lawrence on Twitter at Lord Don't Lose. Make sure to check out his betting content on social media and fantasy football analysts on NBCSportsEdge.com. We've mentioned the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by points bet a couple times on this show, but today we're adding an extra free contest. You can tailor fade, battle the best contestants, Kenny Ducey and Vaughn Dalzell for a chance to win. So if you don't already, head on over to your app store and download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by points bet. I am going to be hosting the battle of the bets today. We got two OGs and Kenny and Vaughn, so it definitely should be good stuff. But, Drew, it is now time for the edges of the day. This is where we and you go 2-0 and o on our plays for the, of the day. Yeah, well, different story today than yesterday. Yesterday, I was all over that under in game one uh, between the Warriors and the Mavericks, and the market was just could not get enough over money down. Uh, ended up taking a bath in terms of closing line value, but it didn't matter. Today's the opposite. I played the under 208 and a half in the Celtics uh, um, heat game two, and it has gotten absolutely nuked sitting at uh, 207 right now. Some places 206 and a half. I think a little bit of that is the Derek White news. Derek White, if you hadn't heard, his uh, wife is having a baby, so he will miss tonight's game for the Celtics. That puts even more pressure on an already depleted squad. I think the Celtics are due for a little bit of a bounce back here. I make, I think the line is a little bit favorable uh, for the Celtics, but not enough to get involved here. I would have made this about a two-and-a-half-point game considering Marcus Smart is coming back. But that's actually the key to the under, in my opinion. Uh, the Celtics were – they had way too much Peyton Pritchard on the floor in game one. He was an absolute liability for them defensively. He was hunted ruthlessly by Jimmy Butler. It was tough. To, to, I watched it in the first watch. It was tough. In the rewatch, it was even more difficult to see. Um, and so I think you know just the insertion of Smart into that role, particularly in crunch time, is going to make uh, fourth quarter scoring, you know, really second half scoring, a heck of a lot harder here for the Miami Heat. Um, and just in general, I think uh, some of the uh, you know, some of the things the Celtics did to get out to a 50-ish, 50-plus point first half start. 
uh, I think are correctable on the heat. It was pretty obvious that their intention in that game was to attack in the paint uh, and really take advantage of, uh, you know, what is good, not great rim protection by the Miami heat relative to what the bucks were, uh, were doing out there. And I think uh, while that worked well, the adjustments the heat made at halftime were pretty solid. And so I think this is going to be more of a rock fight. I think you're going to see a slower pace. I think the fact that the Celtics are a little thin in terms of available bodies is going to matter. Um, and, uh, you know, you just, they're not getting great three point looks. They're not getting three point volume. Uh, and I think a uh, winner of this game is kind of first to get to hundred. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely great breakdown right there. And I would happen to agree with you on that. I do think that this is the game where the under is going to come in. And I'm going to the same contest tonight, going back to the ECF, the Eastern Conference Finals game two in Miami. And here's the thing with me, my handicap for this here, the Boston Celtics are a three and a half point underdog. You keep those points tonight. You'll be going straight to the money line. We're coming to get a win down there in Miami. This is going to be a point guard series. Okay. Marcus Smart is playing tonight. Kyle Lowry is out once again tonight for game number two. Marcus Smart back is a big reason why. But the most important reason why I love, love, love the Boston Celtics tonight is because the Celtics do not play back-to-back bad basketball games. They played a bad game. They were horrible in the third quarter the other night. You saw how upset the head coach, uh, Ime Aduko, was with them. So I think they bounced back in a good fashion tonight. Boston Celtic kind of team that haven't, you know, that, that had, they haven't lost back-to-back games, all playoffs. I'm not worried about them getting the South Beach flu. Veteran bunch, <laughs> business-like bunch, know what they got going on. They are not going to play bad back-to-back games. So give me the Boston Celtics. Keep the three-and-a-half points. It's playoff time. We're going straight for the money line, Drew. Okay. You're not worried about anyone else getting getting popped for COVID or anything like that. I you hope think not. You, yeah, <laughs> we got it. We got we got it. We know who we're going to war with. Okay. Okay. Uh no, that's a fun look. I mean, I have some uh some heat futures I haven't taken any liability off. So I'll be cheering for a narrow heat win. But uh, you know, I still think this is gonna be a long series. Uh, and we haven't seen the last of the Celtics this season, that's for sure. No doubt. All right, so wanna thank everybody, wanna thank Brittany Urton for coming by dropping us that good information on the Preakness coming up this weekend. Also want to thank Lawrence Jackson, giving us a look at some of his NFL musings for the upcoming season. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com. You have all the information you need to know after you're done listening to us to continue helping you with your wages. Thanks for those of you watching us on NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. And again, don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. Got to give a special shout out. I want to give a big thank you to Adam and, and, and Johnny V TV and PJ and, and JP and Blake and everybody behind glass on the other side to make sure that we look good today. Bet the Edge will be back tomorrow with Vaughn and Drew. Until then, we are out. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.